This episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by La Vida Verde. La Vida Verde is a health and wellness edibles brand. Their mission is to provide healthy, organic edibles and tinctures made with only the highest quality ingredients. I feel good when I put good things in my body. Yeah. Simple as that. They make everything with like delicious, guilt-free, unrefined coconut sugars. They're, Cashews. Yeah. Their flavors in their cookies are like lemon pie and chocolate brownie, but you don't have to feel guilty when you eat them because they're like made with stuff that's good for you. Yeah. Vegan, gluten-free? Glugan? Glugan-free. Are they gluten-free? They are gluten-free, yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are they Gutenberg-free? They are Gutenberg-free. Okay, yes. cool. All the Gutens are they're free. They're Glugan and Gutenberg-free. <laughs> La Vida Verde tinctures are crafted with botanical extracts, which enhance their effects, like the relaxed tincture, which is infused with chamomile. You almost said it the right way. Chamomile. Well, everything they make is fantastic. It's all organ. (laughs) I meant to say organic. Mary Jane. Everything is organic, vegan, non-GMO, and gluten-free, because La Vida Verde believes that the best medicine starts with the food you eat. And it does. Real talk. I am a little uncomfortable in my body right now. I'm not gonna be ashamed to say mm-hmm. and so i'm trying to put only really good things in and this is one of them well la vida verde's got you because they really believe that you can find what you need with their line of products so go check out la vida verde uh on instagram at la vida verde 420 or learn more at la vida verde.com for real do it you will not regret it you will feel good and you deserve to feel good yeah la vida verde the best medicine starts with the food you eat hello and welcome to Weed and Grub. I just feel like I'm spiraling. <laughs> okay. I don't know what to do about it. I'm really, I didn't sleep well. I'm worried about these sandwiches. It's a big deal to me. What's the concern? It's just the bread, the 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 soak through of the bread uh-huh. when you're on a long road trip okay. is a big deal. And I, I, I have theories about how to fix it, but so far you've shot them all down. <laughs> I did. I did. Well, we let's. Yeah, I want to hear more about this because I, when we were on the last long road trip, uh, there was a fifty percent food waste situation because of the bread soakage factor. Yeah, they yeah. went in the like it got the. Yeah, I don't need to repeat. Everyone knows what happens when a <laughs> sandwich sits too long. It got floppy and sappy and flappy and icky. So and greasy. Yeah, and sticky. Well, let's call out. This is going to be a tiny. This is going to be a. Uh, a shorty episode. Uh-huh. What's it called? Like a small joint. Um, a, like a dog walker. Like a dog walker. A this dog is gonna walker be a dog episode? walking. Yeah. Yeah, perfect for your walking your dog. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that. A totally. Little mini meat meat weed and grub. Because we've got to hit the road and go back from uh, Washington back to down the coast. Going back to Cali. Seeing what the uh, fires have done. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Drive through the I five corridor. Uh, yeah, all the way, and it might take us a minute to get back, so we don't know. So let's, I don't want to talk about that. That makes me sad. I want to talk about sandwiches and fix this fucking problem before we leave. Okay. Well, first I'm going to say hello, Mike. Oh, what up, Mary Jane? (laughs) (laughs) I'm too, I'm spiraling. Spiraling about the sandwiches. This is Weed and Grub. We are a podcast about cannabis, comedy, culture, cooking, calling shit out, and road trip sandwiches. Construction. Yeah. (laughs) Construction. Yeah. Perfect. So here's my thing. And you, 
you shot it down, but I think it's brilliant. Mm. Because of sandwich soak through with condiments, I think you should take bread and you should raw dog it with the cheese <laughs> and then put the condiment on the cheese. Mm. And then that touches the lettuce, which touches the turkey, which touches the pickle, which touches the other piece of cheese with the condiment on it. And that's raw dogging the bread. Okay. So interfacing cheese and then condiment. Okay, I get it. I hate this. I don't want to eat that. Why do you that. hate that? Okay, number one, if that were a good idea, it would be a thing that we <laughs> would all know about. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess it does exist because the airport sandwich, which is the driest, most miserable sandwich, or the like, the hospital oh, sandwich. Oh, don't tell me I just invented fucking, an airport sandwich. That did. breaks my you heart. You did, because it's a fucking cafeteria sandwich that comes with the packet of condiment on the side. It's dry bread mm-hmm. with the fucking mayo packet or the mustard packet on the side, so it doesn't do the soak through. And that's what you're trying to kind of approximate, but right. you don't want to do construction on the road. So you're like putting the condiment on the cheese, but the bread's going to be dry. I'm just going to throw away the bread and eat a handful of like meat and lettuce. Okay. So in that case, because you did just hurt my feelings by calling my idea an oh. airport sandwich. <laughs> what about a, um, what is it called when you do a lettuce wrap sandwich? I think it's called lettuce bread? wrap. A lettuce wrap? Okay. I thought there was like a, a better term. Um, what if you do the cheese? Like an asshole is sandwich? A, a healthy a, asshole sandwich? No, because I've, I've gotten them at times and I enjoyed them. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. Now I've heard you feeling spicy. Twice. I'm so Jesus sorry. Christ. I get stressed out when we have to drive long distances. I'm sorry. I'm coming at you so what hard. What if the cheese is the bread? Okay. Do you miss the bread in a sandwich? Absolutely. Like, you do. So I was, because I was going to say, what if you still use my idea, okay. put the condiment on the cheese, but you use the cheese like it's bread, like a square of pepper jack or a square of that Swiss. That sounds terrible. I need some carbs in this situation. But Will I've you never, come up with some? I'm tra- Listen, I bought chopped salads for the road. I'm not <laughs> trying to do a sandwich. I am, we have pizza slices stacked up real nice in a piece of foil i'm excited about that that'll mm-hmm. occupy one corner of the cooler mm-hmm. we've got chopped salads with bowls and forks to like pull over and have a, a salad moment mm-hmm. i've got the most delicious yogurt that i've ever had and i only have three of them to take back and i'm real sad it is delicious i tried it today i was like wow that's good angel's fucking saying ilios elenos or elenos elenos i'm guessing not um, not sponsored but they should sponsor hell yeah it's so fucking good and we've got uh like a metric ton of coffee okay one more idea what i'm just trying to get away from your word sandwich but listen okay go ahead i have two more ideas okay for a sandwich construction and if anybody i know you are you're such a purist such a traditionalist Mm -hmm. for somebody who writes about cutting edge weed stuff for a living when it comes to (laughs) like food you're a very you're traditional i need i need shit to be basic so i can get weird like that you're the weird one that makes a lot of sense my other two ideas are one quit wasting time making a sandwich at all and panini it Mm. that way um everything that way like you can still do my dry you can still do my raw raw dog idea yep but if it's melted cheese then it's no longer uh, it's no longer a raw dog. It's a creamy dream. Well, yeah, the way the panini, like a cold panini, the way everything kind of congeals, I do find quite pleasing. And I could eat that on the road. Yeah, cold melted cheese is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Mean, I've never been Because a then fan. you can put the condiment. I'm I'm sticking to my idea, but I'm like elevating it by paniniing it so that it has a, uh, like, so it sticks to itself. What is on the bread on that panini? Is it buttered? 
the bread and then toasted. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it I can toasts do that. up real nice. Yeah, I could do that. See, okay, okay. So then it, my construction is sound, but it needs the elevated level of paniniing. I I like that. I'm not against your construction. I really liked actually your idea that we were talking about last night when we were like, you know, doing like the. It was like the, one the, in the morning, and I was like, <laughs> I can't sleep. I'm spiraling I'm about this. <laughs> it was very innocent. And then what well, we were talking about the pickle situation and how you got to have a pickle in your sandwich for especially that cold crunch on the road like that'll keep you awake another half hour. Yeah. So you had an idea for where you would put the pickle and I liked that so much. It was almost a movie-esque moment because I was eating an ice cream sandwich <laughs> that had a, a caramel ribbon through the middle of it. And as I was trying to figure out this sandwich conundrum in my head, it's almost like a movie where you look at the thing you're doing and it keys you in on how to solve your pickle problem it was like a beautiful mind it was a beautiful mind (laughs) i looked at that ice cream sandwich and i was like oh my god i can see the elegance of the design Uh, so my idea because again pickles are gushy but they're deliciously crunchy and they make everything wet is instead of doing all meat in the middle you separate your meat and put the pickles in between your two halves of the meat so that it has a like support around it yeah and i think that would work i think it would work too i love the idea of a hidden pickle inside a meat mattress (laughs) like i love that i love it so much i want that that construction idea is brilliant yeah put all the pickles right inside tuck them all deep inside there Mm -hmm. and then i get to that center crunch that's like a fucking because it's a pickle sandwich then right then it's a pickle sandwich because whatever's in the middle equals the sandwich yes uh-huh. That's a pickle sandwich with some turkey on the outside and some cheese on the outside of that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so the title of this episode is Tuck Your Pickle in a Meat Mattress. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> awesome. That's great. <laughs> well, we solved something. We did. Well, let's get to the news. I know we got to keep this one oh, tiny and tight. Yeah, this is actually a, a, such an interesting news story because it's out of L.A., uh, reported by the Los Angeles Times about a cannabis brand where the origin story uh, was just totally made up by this guy. So the cannabis brand was called La Chingona, and it was um, sort of sold with the story that three Mexican sisters had broken into the cannabis industry with Maria, the oldest sister, who was called the plant whisperer, who had perfected cultivation techniques, Adriana, who was the baby and the, had a fiery heart, and she knew about the art of negotiation. This is and all for then, a weed brand? Yep. And then a third sister as well, um, uh, Sonia, who was the backbone of the business. And anyway, the, the, the whole story was made up. This guy, Michael Kaiser. Oh, he's white. His grandmother was oh, Mexican, he's so he's claiming oh, okay. that he could, um, you know, like lay claim to this origin story as part of his family history. But, you know, the, the reality of it is you made up a story completely with three Latina women when you had no fucking right to, you know, just well, anyway. So the whole thing came down, um, what came fuck tumbling him? down when this uh, woman who is a social media marker named Susie Placencia, who found out on the, uh, about the brand, she was so stoked about it. She was like, this is amazing. It's Latina run. Uh, female-founded brand. Right. She was really excited, and she, um, she she's quoted as saying, I'm a Latina in cannabis, and we're not represented. So I went to their website, and I was like, wow, that's awesome. I want to know more. And then it's she a white did some dude. digging, and she was like, hey, that's not fucking okay. And the story is really, it's an amazing read. It's on the Los Angeles Times website. Um, the title, uh, the headline is, um, Mar- Marijuana Sellers' Story of Badass Mexican Sisters Was a Cultural Misstep. 
which that's I think a is kind a kind headline. <laughs> yeah, that's a kind headline. I I had I wish that we would write the headlines. Bullshit artist caught. <laughs> well, you know, it's so fucking crazy because I have a friend who is in the cannabis industry. He's Latino, and he wrote on Facebook about this, and he was like, "What's the big deal? It's just branding. It's all a game." You know, he was just playing the game. I don't mind it. I actually liked the product and I liked the brand. And I was like, that's certainly like one way to look at it is that everything in advertising is bullshit. And if you're trying to sort of hold people accountable for telling the truth all the time, then you've got your head in the clouds or whatever. But now this is some straight up bullshit. Yeah, but like (laughs) it's bullshit. The Washington Redskins. Come on. Like the New England, like every NFL football team Mm -hmm. with their um, like glorifying the massacre of Native Americans for a sport as like something you're supposed to wear on your back is terrible. Like, what are you talking about? The appropriation of anything I think is inappropriate at this point. There's like, I can't remember which chicken tender place it is, but the tender friends, our podcast friends have talked about it. There are some like uber popular chicken tender places that made up a story and used the word like mammy and shit like that and it's like two white college friends who got into their 40s and looked wanted to invest in a new idea right and now they're the ones whose like delicious chicken is franchised all over the country with this backstory that's complete bullshit Mm -hmm. because they made some deal with some white meat company for cheap ass chicken that is Bolt, like the whole thing is right. just on it's not okay don't tell a story that doesn't belong to you when you're trying to sell something like mm-hmm. i think that you know there are so many shades of gray in the like telling a story that doesn't belong to you because as a writer you know i've seen a lot of writers come out and say well does this mean that as you know i can only write about my experience does this mean that as a man i'm not allowed to write from a female perspective or as a a white person i'm not allowed to write from any other perspective and it's so interesting because generally like yeah kind of write what you know and stay stay in your world a little bit but also what happens to the whole world of imagination where we get to pretend we, we're not who we are and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to selling your company and your brand and your business using something that 100% doesn't belong to you and does actually belong to an underrepresented, misrepresented, criminalized portion of society, like Latina and Latino people have fucking suffered under the drug war, like brown and black people are in jail for this fucking thing that you're profiting off of. So Very different. Back the fuck up. Back the fuck up. Not Damn. Okay. Michael... Kaiser and he's uh yeah he's you know he's coming out on social media with all sorts of like well I was just trying to meow meow whatever anyway I don't need to hear his side (laughs) I don't I don't need to hear his side yeah all right well said Mary Jane well that's some spicy news also the more act was pushed back we we called that though yes we knew that this wasn't gonna be the time place or thing that would happen I I thought it was gonna get a vote and that it wouldn't get passed or that even if it did pass in the house the senate would just shoot it down but the democrats uh elected not to put it out for a vote because they were concerned ahead of the election that it would be used by conservatives to, you know, smart, like muddy the waters. But there are are big things happening right now. And I think they're hoping that everyone pays attention to Supreme Court nominations and getting fucking Trump out of office. 100%. Now is also a good time. uh, (laughs) If you're looking for anything you can to do to support the Democrats as somebody who um, is donating where I can, when I can, the folks uh, it's Secure Blue. I can't remember what it's called. I'll look it up. Let me look it up right now. But um, anyway, it's a good place to donate where they will send a bunch of money to Democrats who are trying to boot out Republicans, if that's something you're into. If that's not something you're into and you listen to us for other reasons, 
I'm going to still be political, but also I hope you are enjoying other parts of this podcast. There is also something called the Cannabis Voter Project that you can sign up for right now where um, they are getting voter registration uh, focused on um, states, uh, the eight states where cannabis legalization will hopefully be on the ballot. Arizona, Idaho, Mississippi, Montana, Nebraska, New Jersey, Oregon, and South Dakota. And you can go to Cannabis Voter Project online. I'm just going to look up the website real quick. It is CannabisVoter.info for more about the initiative. You can post on your social media. You can sign up with them, uh, do all sorts of stuff. Anyway, they're a fantastic place to go and get more info about what's going on in November with um, weed initiatives. Nice. Okay. And mine was VoteSaveAmerica.com. Great. Um, and if you have any sandwich construction, you can go to sandwichconstruction.org. <laughs> we have built an entire website where you can almost like a Nike shoe where you would design the whole thing. You can construct your perfect sandwich and then it'll give you the pros and cons and variables and percentages of construction while we charge ahead trying to find the 100% perfect form. Please make this happen because I want to fly in a slice of tomato and see what's going to happen when that interacts with the ciabatta. Let us know lettuce, mayo, more mayo, less mustard. Yeah. All the things. What's a sturdy bread? You just made me think about how I, I really don't like ciabatta oh. because it's too it's too thick for, like it ruins all the proportions for me. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? Like okay. I need so much more meat, veg, and cream to enjoy the ciabatta because it's such a powerful thick ass bread mm -hmm. um do you like it i i don't normally love ciabatta but i've been fucking digging bon me lately which is usually on a baguette and it's that similar kind of like thick slightly tough bread but when it's fresh it's like it's kind of like got that crunch on the outside and then it's pillowy on the inside yeah so i think that's good. a baguette's great because you can crunch it down you mm -hmm. can it has a nice smush mm -hmm. which i really enjoy Okay. Yeah. What's your number one sandwich bread? Um, currently baguette. Baguette. Yep. Wow. I wouldn't think that. I think everybody thinks of bread as in sliced bread, and you really went a whole nother <laughs> route with it. That's awesome. That's I've really cool. I just had two really good Vietnamese sandwiches this week. Yeah. And they were just like excellent, and the bread stood up to all of that like spicy, sloppy sauce and like crunchy jalapenos, and oh, so good. Yeah, I think a banh mi is one of my top sandwiches. Nice. I, easily top three. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's like I, a perfect I, sandwich. A, a tuna melt, I think, is really high up there for me, too. Oh, okay. Because I grew up only eating them. Mm-hmm. You know? I think I've talked about that on here, right? Tuna melt? Yeah. How my whole diet when I was a kid was fish sticks, um, canned tuna with with like nine glops of mayonnaise. So it was like a three-to-one mayonnaise to tuna <laughs> ratio. On white bread with melted cheese on top. Yeah. And any hot sauce or pickles or anything in there? Uh, no, no, there was no room for anything else. Wow, your face just did a weird thing. <laughs> oh like yeah, your nose just crinkled. Like, <laughs> was no, an you insane idea. Dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> One time I put paprika on it because it, it was red, and that was about it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Sorry, your nose just crinkled and your eyes narrowed, and I was like, oh my god, he hates me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Now I know what it feels like to be on the other side of mm. this discussion. Oh, because I crinkle my nose and narrow my eyes at you sometimes? Uh -huh. Yeah. And then uh, the third thing, uh, mm. fish sticks, um, mayonnaise sandwiches with a little tuna and melted cheese. and Oh, um, bagel with peanut butter and strawberry cream cheese. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, with like half a can of peanut butter and half a tub of strawberry cream cheese. So, mm. so that the bagel 
like it was the size of a grapefruit by the time I was done with it sometimes. You know what I mean? Like the amount of spread inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was I love that shit. And and then um and then for some reason I started having stomach problems huh. and had to go to the doctor. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, what's going on?" And I was like, "I don't know." And he goes, "Well, what's your diet?" And I told him he's like, "Have some fucking fruit, dude." And yeah. like, yeah. Like it was a short doctor visit. Um, but it, it, it showed me that <laughs> a lot. I, the, the, the like need for a sweet sandwich when you're a kid. I remember my mom used to send me off to, um, school. Usually I would, she would either pack one for me or I could go down to this really cool cafe where my sister worked. She was a teenager and I was like five and six and I could go down and get one from her. It was a cream cheese and jam cream cheese and strawberry or blueberry Ooh, or blackberry jam awesome bagel or sandwich toasted or not toasted for that never toasted okay good 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 never toasted yeah nope and then um i ate onion sandwiches when i was in theater school i've talked about that on here yeah you talked about you had fart problems and the whole class said you <laughs> needed to stop <laughs> my class was like please don't eat those sandwiches before movement class <laughs> thanks appreciate that <laughs> we like you but that's not okay that's not okay it wasn't okay um, yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't do yoga, but you've told me about all of the farts that happen in a yoga class. I can only imagine yeah. a movement class. That's like that's like if I handed out um like a like everyone had to chug a can of beans before my um exer- like before I I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. would be like if everyone had to chug a can of beans before exercise class. That was pretty much it. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Um I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, um <laughs> Well, how much time do we have left before we, we got to split? Plenty. We do? Yeah. Okay, cool. I wanted to look something up. Okay. Well, while we're looking things up and this fly is buzzing. Oh, I remember crazy. what it is. What? Um, we watched The Octopus Teacher on Netflix. My Octopus Teacher. Yeah. 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 Man. Mm. It was so fucking good. Everyone should watch it. It's on Netflix. It was the perfect combination for me of incredible footage that no one has ever captured before of this octopus in its natural habitat with this like dude who didn't even use a tank or wetsuit so he was like truly in the environment getting Um, getting footage while holding his breath and then having to race to the surface swallow another big gulp of air and race back down because there were moments of um just like the unfathomable happening that yeah. he just couldn't hold his breath anymore to capture. And it was so, like that incredible footage married with like great documentary filmmaking with an interesting narrative that was, you know, the story about this man and this octopus. That said, <laughs> he pictured, he's masturbate. He's, he wants that, he wanted that octo, he wanted to see what it was like to get jacked off by an octopus. He was totally in love with that octopus. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it is, Bill does basically a love story. And it, it truly, I mean, some of the footage where you see him interacting with that octopus, they definitely had this incredible connection. Yeah. He's but, jacked uh, <laughs> off in that kelp forest before. He, he cries. He cries talking about how beautiful the octopus is. Mm-hmm. So, I, I did like laughing with you about it because, of course, it's very serious and it's very reverent and it's very like, uh, you know, looking at that footage inside that kelp forest. Like, it's so beautiful. And then also you have to see the comedy in it. Yeah, because he's like, and then it crawled down to my trunks. She was so beautiful. And I just, I couldn't even. Do you know what part bothered me about it was that he said something along the lines of, and that's when I realized that the world is bigger than just me and nature is beautiful and we're all connected somehow. And uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, dude. Duh. <laughs> like, duh. Yeah. Like that's my biggest problem with documentaries is all of them should just be like, duh. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I made a documentary about an octopus. Oh, word. Yeah. Uh, nature's crazy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Nature is amazing. I was watching The Social Dilemma, and honestly, the internet, it could be trouble. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's all documentaries. I love that. Every documentary. They're yeah. all just called, oh, word. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. No shit. <laughs> this year's Academy Award-winning crop of documentaries are called, oh, word. Yeah, dude. And no, no shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Or good point. Good point. That's the other one. Yeah. That's in the fourth. That well was said. A... <laughs> That's the polite one from like a small um, Eastern European country. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well They're said. They're like, or well said. <laughs> <laughs> the indie oh. doc called Well Said. Well said. Man, that is like, that. that's a real fun riff right there. Oh my God. That's every documentary. A word? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Octopuses are cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, though, everyone should watch it. It's on Netflix. It's beautiful. And if you have a moment to like stop feeling all the feels and like wiping a tear away, which I definitely did, you can also laugh at some of it and find it funny, hopefully, with us. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Have you ever felt an octopus? Yes, I met an octopus a few years ago in uh, an aquarium in Seaside, Oregon. It was so great. We came in just as they were closing and there was this huge open tank in the middle and it's one of those local aquariums where they just have bycatch that fishermen will bring in and they'll like rehabilitate or just kind of keep them in a tank for a little while and then release them again. It's almost all catch and release. And there was this um, giant Pacific octopus and they're huge and they had it in this tank and I got to feed it a herring. Whoa. Oh, wow. So it got its tentacle up on my hand and they actually taste with their little suckers. Those are like taste buds. So it was so neat because I like it was like shaking hands with an octopus. Yeah. Yeah. Or shaking hands with its tongue. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh huh. That would be like us like grabbing each other's tongues. You French kissed an octopus. Yeah. I, oh, (laughs) no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never wanted to eat one again since then. No, never. Yeah, I yeah. want to eat octopuses. They're too cool. They taste with their their tiny little suckers. Yeah. And they always eat like mollusks and sell- shellfish and stuff like that. That's and really wild. The behavior of this octopus is like, it's so cool. The footage that um, this filmmaker gets of the way they move underwater and all the different things that they do, like how she inter- I, and I don't want to talk about it too much Let's not. people I mean, just watch it yeah it's a, it's it, uh, it like Pixar probably somebody at Pixar probably threw a stapler against the wall and was like god damn it this should be ours <laughs> that's how it felt totally yeah there will be an octopus movie coming out soon I think there's a great my sister's reading a great octopus book as well I feel like octopuses are they're having their moment oh are they having a moment you right know? now <laughs> yeah everyone gets their moment it's an octopus moment right now in the world good yeah maybe we can save something maybe we can learn something from them how adaptable and amazing they are there's a metaphor for all of us and like oh cool like we need to like you know hide when we hide when we have to and be out and beautiful when we have to and use our intelligence i think that would be my fly machine animal your fly machine oh if you wanted to infuse yourself with the dna of a different creature yeah i think i would i would gold bloom myself into an octopus oh yeah totally i can see it because you know one of the things that we really learn in this film is how solitary octopuses are like you'll never see two next to each other mm. they're such a pandemic prepared creature like yeah. they have everything they need and they just shut themselves in their dens and i feel like you would be really good at that and I get to change colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love them so much. Um, yeah. yeah, that would be my fly machine animal. How about cool. you? Do you, is well, it, if I put you on the your, spot? Yeah, now I'm jealous of your choice. Okay, well, we can come back to it if you I aren't sure say, what you would want. Uh, it, it would be a marine mammal of some kind, either a seal or a whale. I'd have 
have to decide. Probably near shore. Maybe a seal. A like, seal? Yeah. A seal is smooth, no fur, correct? No, it's, they all have fur. All seals have fur. Um, I Sometimes when we talk about these things, I get them confused with an otter, which is why Otters I'm trying to... Otters have fur, to, too. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Okay, so which one is a seal? There, There's a bunch of different kinds of seals. There's... um. There are, there are like fur seals who have uh, like crazy different faces and harbor seals and harp seals and um, sea lions, you can tell, are different, but they're all part of the pinniped family. Sea lions. Those are the, sea those lions. Are, they're, the zoos love them. I think that's zoos the one I've seen. Lions. Yeah. And you can tell a sea lion from a seal because they have external ears. Oh, that's one cool. of the quickest ways that you can tell. But they're all pinnipeds, which is um, flippers, feet flippers. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. Pinnipeds. Mm-hmm. Learning a lot. Whoa, dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude. (laughs) Oh, could we speak of it? Just one cool little natural phenomenon that we saw last night. And I was like, what a cool omen for heading home. Mm -hmm. I was standing outside on the back deck of this uh, house that we've been in. And I heard honking. And I looked up. And we both came outside just in time to see a V of geese heading home. Yeah, flying south. south. Very cool oh, sign. Honkity honk. Uh, you 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 love a good you love a good sign. Yeah, I do love an omen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was a big V too. It was a wide V. It was a wide V, and they were loud, and they were heading right over us the night before we get on the road ourselves. Yeah, so it seemed like a portentous moment. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. A good love omen. an omen. Love an <laughs> what omen. A douchey thing to say. You Sorry. do. I love an omen. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a good omen. You change your fucking Instagram bio to like omen lover, <laughs> witch haver, omen amethyst lover. wearer. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, literally the worst. Uh, what else Be do we have? you. <laughs> what else do we have? This coffee is making me feel fucking jacked. We did not corn load for our trip south. I'm very... I'm nervous. Nervous. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everyone, everyone maybe should... Should we recap what corn loading yes. is? Okay, because when we drove up here about three months ago, we don't want to stop anywhere on the way because of, um, because of COVID. So we were like, how do we just efficiently drive an unnaturally far length of time? And it was like, okay, tons of coffee pack a big bag of snacks and food and stuff so that we don't have to stop anywhere to get food, uh, have Adderall at the ready in <laughs> case you want to take that, and also corn load so that we don't have to stop at places to use the bathroom at all. Right. Yeah. And cor- by corn loading, that just means that the night before, the day before, the 24 hours before your trip, you eat a ton of corn. And then when you have pooped out all that corn and the last kernel is out, that means that you know your insides are smooth and prepared for that road trip. Exactly. That's what corn. It's like carbo loading mm-hmm. for a marathon, but with corn for driving. Yeah, a marathon drive. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And and then um, and then you know you're good for the 18 to 24 hour clip. Yep. But we did not corn load for this way back. Um, I pizza loaded last night, which is the opposite. Yeah, uh, yogurt loaded is that? That's not going to be good in about two hours. I'll be like, oh, pull over. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, what no. is that? Is that cum? No, it, no. I just ate a bunch of yogurt. Okay. What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> you are such a fucking dude. Always. <laughs> Anytime I hear yogurt, my first thought is like, cum. Oh no! It was just some really tasty Greek yogurt that I don't want to associate with that. Sorry. That's okay. Well, we're going to see how it goes on the way back, I suppose, without corn loading. We've got a cooler full of snacks. We've got some pods downloaded. We've got um, 
I think feel like Archie has had enough outside time to be able to tolerate the the car ride home. Yeah. And we're going to head back to L.A. Let's do it. Let's do Buds of the Week and get the fuck out of here. All right. You first. Okay. I, my Bud of the Week this week is they just uh, hit us up in the Instagram DMs. Uh, oh, and hold on. They just wrote us back. Oh. Okay. Great news all around. Okay. So my Bud of the Week this week is at Novel Being, Novel underscore Being. Name is Chris. Uh, went to their IG and it's all art excuse me, that they've done. Uh, damn, Chris, you're a really talented artist. I'm going to follow you back right now. Damn. All right, so um, Chris sent a picture of a Fanta orange soda and a Domino's pizza just saying, like, huge fan of the show. Also, I live in Washington, and check out uh, my meal because my favorite meal is pizza and an orange soda. And they just wrote back because I was like, what are the toppings? What's going on in that Domino's box? And so they just wrote back and said, the pizza was pepperoni, mushroom, spinach, and bacon with a classic garlic crust. Whoa. Yeah. Domino's, huh? Domino's with a Fanta. Oh, so good. Wow. I love thin crust, slightly burnt Domino's pizza. It's so fucking good. <laughs> and, and it's because it's cut into those squares too, so it feels like you're eating a lot more of it uh-huh. at one time, and you get those tiny little squares. You know those perfect tiny little... Thin crust squares. Mary Jane, I'm going to do it with my hands. I don't. It's like, it's the tiny, if the if your pizza's a circle and you're cutting it into squares. Like a psychopath? What are you talking about? Okay, just shut up and listen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I'm just kidding. Um, if you have your circle pizza, mm-hmm. but it's thin crust, mm-hmm. and um, they cut them instead of in triangles, they cut them into squares. So you do like a tic-tac-toe board. Okay. And that creates tiny little triangles four tiny little triangles at the corners of each quadrant of the pizza. And those are the funnest because they're just like a tiny little triangle to get to eat in one bite. They're like a mousse-bouche kind of style yeah, pizza bites. exactly. Gotcha. And that's the best bite of a, of a Thin Crust Domino's pizza. Okay. Uh, so anyway, my butt of the week this week is the incredible artist with impeccable taste, Chris Isherwood, at novel underscore being. Thank you so much for rocking with us. A, a delicious meal and your art is incredible. Amazing. <laughs> That's so great. My my butt of the week is my friend Amanda Younger, who just launched her own podcast. It's called Happy Hour with Amanda Younger. And she's interviewing um, event professionals and all sorts of other folks from the world. Like she's super connected. She runs um, New York Pride and she's worked with We Met at High Times and she's run all kinds of like crazy events and she's just sitting down with friends where she has a drink and they have a drink and across zoom they connect and have a great chat and so for our episode we um met up with christina bucola who was the lawyer for high times when i was there and the three of us just like had a great chat and it was really fun to like hang out with them and talk about those fucking crazy days of those events that we worked together oh i can hear some stories from a go <laughs> some stories from a go my zoom connection goes in and out a little bit which is you know zoom is so strange but um yeah it was a really good hang and her podcast is called happy hour with amanda younger and it's on all the platforms and her um handle for that is happy hour a y and she's just great. She interviews um, Liz Craighead and Liz's boyfriend, Javier, at one point. And Liz was my boss at Live Nation for all those great gigs that I've worked, like EDC and all that stuff. So, yeah, there's some fun folks on there. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Oh, let's listen to your podcast <clears throat> on the way back. Let's. <laughs> yes, I, I am. I am interested enough in my own voice to listen to myself for a while. For sure. Let's do that. I'll just listen to myself talk all That's, day. It's going to be great when you make your first documentary. <laughs> And, and it's, like, it's and you'll like, be like, yeah, dude. 
Everyone knows everything you said already. Jesus. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> Wait, before we go, I just want to also say buds of the fucking year. Like our time in Port Townsend has been made so magical by all of the people who have made it possible for us to be here. Amy and Greg, whose house we've stayed in. Trigger and Mary, whose car we borrowed and whose house we went to for um, cocktails on the bluff. And um, Margie and Al, who had us over to show us their incredible pizza oven and garden and made masks for us. And um, Karen and Rich, who were so fun and just bring a spark of joy all the time. And like Charlie and Lucy and Harper and Lark. And of course, and last but not least, my sister and Walt, who have just like been the greatest, coolest, most fun people to be around in this pandemic time when we've been able to like socially distance outside and have some time with some people that I love. And it just has been truly magical to be around them. And so thank you, Port Townsend, as buds of the summer. Buds of the year. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. That's what's up. Oh, we ended on a feel-good note. Yeah, I want to put love letters out all the time right now. Shit's weird, so let's just like put some good energy out. Thank you to everyone in Port Townsend. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.